podcast because today we're just talking about some of the tips and tricks, hints and and what to do on getting referrals. And today's episode is more about our network, the people we know in terms of clients and community and referrals. Here we go. Hello once again, everybody. It's both of us back in full effect. Daniel and Katie are here for a post-vacation, fully relaxed version of Level Up, the podcast for realtors. Hello, one and all. Hello. Hope you're having a good summer. Well, you're not talking to me now. You're talking no, to I'm the world. The audience that we have, yes. All right. I'm having a great summer, though. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been away. We've done our our solo episodes, I think, over the course of our batched few weeks away. Yeah. I speak for myself, but I think I'm speaking for you as well when I say I'm pretty relaxed. Things went well. It was a nice little time away. Did what it was supposed to do. Yeah returned yeah. directly into the shit, but that's okay. Well, that's the thing. Like you say you're relaxed. I, I would say I was, was relaxed. relaxed. But that's the that's the negative of coming back because you do it it it, it like I think there there must be I meant to look this up before because the way I was feeling last week. And last week was like I felt like a, a S show in terms of um just super show. <laughs> no, not not that show. Um but I think we kind of walked into a lot of stuff in terms of, so I would say if if you can control your schedule coming back from a, a vacation, try to make your week a little bit lighter, although it wasn't in our control to do that, unfortunately. So it was just like a whirlwind. I feel like we came back, had a lot of stuff for work. The kids were like, oh, we've been on two and a half weeks of doing something fun every single day. And now we're not doing anything. So there was that. I felt the guilt on that. We've got a kitchen being redone. So we've been moved to the basement and um, yeah, just lots of and that's stuff. Been a gong show. So anyway, but, uh, no, I was just sorry. I was just wanted to say that like there must be a thing for like coming back like post vacation blues or something like that because there were definitely moments the last in the last week where I felt like I was gonna have a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, it was it was busy. It's interesting. Like we did the episode on how to vacation properly for work, and I think all of those things happened in a really good way, notwithstanding yeah. a couple of unforeseen snags time change related when we were over there mm-hmm. but maybe we should have maybe this episode should have been a how to come back from vacation but i think because we didn't really come back in the cleanest of ways maybe we're not equipped to do that episode until next year when we go on our next yeah vacation. well i mean i think we've learned a bunch in the last week in terms of yeah getting yeah making it a little easier i think I think the kids thing was the only real shock to the system for me because we knew it was going to be busy as F when we came mm-hmm. back just because of work we weren't doing yeah. and things that had been piled on and scheduled for that first week back. But what you had said with two of our kids are in camp, like the moment we came back, which is thank we God. Out. Yeah. And the other two are the older ones, but yeah, they've gone to total. What do I do? I'm well, so they're bored. actually at the point where they're, they're they don't even want to look at technology anymore, which I think is a win it's kind in of a, a win. sense. Because even yeah. this weekend, like 
um, as much as, you know, there was moments where we would have preferred them to be on technology, maybe for a little bit to get a break, they were like wanting to just be out doing things. So in a sense, I guess it was good, but then we decided to clean out our garage, which was a S show in in and of itself. So it was going so well, but yeah, it was the fact they it was the fact the kids wanted to be around us. <laughs> now is like, now is here? not the time because they're not like they're helpful, not helpful is the way that they help. It's like yeah. we're lugging big things and organizing, and it's all outside, you know, fighting against potential rain, and they're just there everywhere. With that said, though, I mean. If you're looking for a way to meet your neighbors and have conversations oh, yeah. with them and get to know them a little bit better, just even from like a real estate perspective, not that we talked about real estate, but just to put faces to a name, get more out there in your own neighborhood, just dump all of your garage crap onto your driveway and people will think you're having a garage sale. <laughs> That, or that have pump. a garage sale as an alternative. But yeah. oh my God, the amount of people that came to our driveway thinking they were like looking so for funny. signs. It was so the funny. Slow too. creep. Yeah, they like, were all, all slow creeping. So many people. We we went in the house, I think, to have lunch and left a bunch of shit on the driveway. And our doorbell rang with a guy who wanted to buy my tools. Yeah. which was fine. But I mean, yeah, like all these people, you could see them like half a block away, just looking at that mound Lurking. and like slow walking, <laughs> waiting for us to say, yeah, yeah, come. Like we weren't playing music or anything. Like, I I mean, we were drinking. Like it, it wasn't like, it was like- We're drinking? Well, I was drinking. Oh, like you had one Corona. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're holding a beer in your hand and you're just like doing things. Yeah, you're maybe you've got- Corona. <laughs> wasn't really drinking well no it's just weird because like also like our car was across our driveway like at the end of it so it was like blocking it off we, we like it was not welcoming whatsoever but people like were coming and they were driving by slowly and then would turn around and drive back yeah. it was hilarious but people at love the a same good garage time, sale when you see a garage sale that is also the potential for an, an opportunity to talk to homeowners because that's often a sign that they're clearing out the house in preparation for something. True. That's true. Yes. Um, I know that one of our agents, his first ever sale was via someone doing a garage or estate sale on Kijiji. Mm. It was Kijiji or was, oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was Nextdoor. It was yeah. one of those apps that or the site we've talked about before. And he just reached out and helped them clear out the house and one yeah. thing led to another and he sold their house. Like yeah. this stuff happens. But let's let's segue that a bit loosely into Not today's. At all. Well, kind <laughs> of. I mean, everything's about getting business, but we're talking about referrals today. This is volume one in a two-volume series about referrals. And we don't need to talk about why they're important. We've talked about that before. If you don't know why getting referrals is important, just refer to another podcast because today we're just talking about some of the tips and tricks, hints and, and what to do on getting referrals. And today's episode is more about our network, the people we know in terms of clients and community and referrals, where next week we will dig a bit more into the industry side of getting referrals from the industry itself. 
And I'd say for you and I, like that, that's the main source of our business and it has always been the main source of our business. And it grows by the year as we continue to get more referrals from the people that we've done business with in the past or friends and family or whatever. So this is kind of our wheelhouse. So we're happy to share whatever we can. But one thing to just start off, I was thinking about yesterday um, cause not only were we cleaning out our garage, but we also were weeding in the backyard. Um, and I was just thinking of the company that did our backyard a couple of years ago, we got turf and, and things like that. Um, and I was thinking like, I, I really, they, they did a great job. Um, and they knew what we did as well, like in terms of real estate and just so much opportunity to collaborate if if, and this is outside of real estate, but it, it can refer, it can refer back to what we do as well. But if that company would have came back to us, say this year and just checked in to see how things were going, if we had any questions and if we knew of anybody in the area that, you know, might want to get a quote, or if, even if they put together kind of some like packages, so we could help them distribute. That, yeah. That we, we knew of. And then when we have clients that might be looking or even just previous clients that are looking to redo their backyard, like mm -hmm. the opportunity for business in the referral world, regardless of whether you're in real estate or not is huge. And, and, and we're and all missing out. And where did we get them from? Us, or, or... They were referred to us. Yeah. They were referred to us. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, I thought like, you went like specifically. <laughs> I'm like, like, well, like what rock did I pull them out from it? No, no, no. Like it was, <laughs> No, yeah. no. I mean, it was it was a friend, someone that we, yeah. we went to school with, who's a friend of ours, who right. said, yes. "I just had my lawn done." It was just in a side conversation. Yep. And I don't even think we price compared or went anywhere else. We just trusted the referral on that one, and they did, yeah. like you said, they did a great job. Um, and that's how it works. I mean, people's trust is first and foremost. Think about when we talk about managing expectations on things like pricing and stuff like that. And our biggest barrier there is the stuff people hear from their friends and neighbors and trust, Yeah. right? People, when we talk about no like, and trust and all that with realtors, you'll, you'll always be a notch behind, or in theory, you'll always be a notch behind friends and family. People know, like, and trust friends and family first and foremost. And so mm -hmm. being in that network from a referral perspective is the ultimate vote of confidence in the work that you do and opportunity to get more business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, nobody, and yeah, nobody like wants to start from scratch and find somebody to do the work that they need them to do. And it goes for real estate as well. Like nobody wants to start looking online. I mean, people do. Um, but if you're already in that person's network through a referral or through they're following you on social media and have been hearing your messages and your videos, whatever it is, like, it's just such a, a warmer place to start. And that's where, and, and not only for your business, but also for the, the types of clients you're working with, it's so nice to work with people that you enjoyed working with in the past. They're they're likely similar personalities. Like it's just, it's kind of like a much quicker connection when you end up getting a referral and working with them. It's it's somewhere between warm and hot lead. Like yeah. when you go that way, like what we talk about with social media, how the more people get to know you by seeing you, it makes it easier when you get in there. Someone's referring you 
based on how you actually did the job or what they know about you. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing. They can connect you with somebody and you don't need to do any heavy lifting personality wise, right? Like you're going to be yourself, but you're coming into a situation where someone's been positively briefed on you yeah. already. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I mean, our business is effectively, I, I mean, I don't know that it's a hundred percent referral, but pretty close. Like almost every client I have can be traced back to three or four root people somewhere yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and that says a lot. Yeah. Cause we've had more than three or four clients. Absolutely. So, okay. So how do we get the referrals? That's what, Oh, that's it. That's, that's, that's all the time the we have for today. People want to know. <laughs> that's it. They're like Stay listening to our preamble, two. but we need to tell them how we get the referrals. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, maybe we could get a little bit listy here, I suppose. List, my favorite. Um, I think, why, why don't we start with the stuff that people kind of know and expect from a referral perspective. And and I'm going to preempt this by saying I'm not a huge fan of the stuff that people know and expect, but it doesn't mean that they're bad, right? The straight up making sure that the bulk of your communications are tagged, whether it's text or whatever, with some form of ask, of the ask for the referral. I think that's what you see a lot of. You see it on business cards. You see it at footers of emails, things like that. Um, Nothing wrong with it. And I don't want to speak ill of it, but I think it's one of those where it loses its substance when you're just leaving behind a message that says, don't forget to refer me, or I'm never too busy for your referrals or whatever the message is. Um, It's better than not asking. It's nice that it's there, but... I believe, without knowing what you're going to say, the premise behind most, if not all of our referral strategy recommendations are in actual relationship building and communication with a person rather than mass produced referral asks. So maybe I'm opening with a bit of a, here's what a lot of people do, but I'm not a huge fan of, or do you like that? I, I think there's a way to make it more personalized um, in the, the way you ask for that. And one example I can think of is, you know, we keep in contact with our clients throughout the year. I try to do a quarterly update for those people, just keep them updated on the sales in their area that they purchased, um, and then turn it to, you know, if you know any of your friends, family that could value or could find value in this sort of update each quarter, feel free to pass along my information or feel free to send my, their, their details to me. And I'm happy to connect with them, like something along those lines so that it's considered something of value that people feel like, Oh, you know what, this person's always talking about, you know, what sold for what in their area. I'm sure like if they got a summary each quarter, it would be helpful. Like, so something along those lines, or if, even if you're sending out like a, um, like in a pre-construction sale guide or something. And oh, by the way, if you know of anybody that could help, could find use out of this, feel free to pass it along or something like that. Like, so it's still like, you know, I'm still open to business. I'm still wanting to, to get referrals, but it's not as like, you know, just send me anybody, you know, kind of thing. Well, and and there's a real subtle, but important difference there between saying, I'd like your referrals or I'm not, you're not asking for business, right? You're 
you're asking people to share the value yeah. that they're getting from you, yeah. which is asking for a referral, but in a way less, do you know anybody who's selling their house kind of a way? Mm-hmm. Like the way you put it, do you know anybody who could benefit from this information? Yeah. Like, we've talked about this before. It makes people feel good to refer, to make recommendations, to say that they know somebody who can help their friend or their family. And when yeah. what you're doing, it might be this person sold my house and they're great, sell your house with them. We've had that, that's great. But when it's a softer sell, it's the same way that agents, I think, get nervous about the hard sell when they're door knocking or when they're cold calling people and it's easier to provide value that flows naturally through to people who might be making a referral. Hey, I get this great report. You know, here it is. Do you want it? No problem. Like it's not, this person's going to call you and knock your door down because they also know you. They've come Mm -hmm. to know you through the content you're putting out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's a personality, it's a choice in terms of like how you want to do it. But for me, I find the non-salesy, just more organic way of getting referrals is much more preferred and much, and you know, as long as you're continuing to be consistent and putting out those asks and, and sending the value to the people you've worked with in the past, it's going to start snowballing, you know? Um, and you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's not, it's, it's not in your face enough. It's not direct enough to get that immediate business that I need. But again, you just got to be consistent with it and it'll just keep building the funnel. So let's, I guess, continue that same theme. I mean, I think everything to me, when it comes to referrals, it's all just about keeping a constant communication and relationship with your network. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty much what it is, whether it's through reports or whatever, whether it's through interacting on social media, um, you know, things like, you know, milestones in people's lives, stuff like that, but keeping communication going so that the occasional, whether it's an ask or not, you want to be top of mind with your network Mm -hmm. the same way you want to be top of mind with people who are, you know, your community or farming or whatever. So that when somebody does ask a friend of yours or somebody's talking to a friend and says, and their friend says, I think I'm going to be selling. Mm-hmm. Right. They might not even ask, do you know anybody? But yeah. I promise you people will jump and say, man, I've been following this person for a while, or I use this person and they're constantly at it. Or I was just talking to this person yesterday. You should really give them a call it's all rooted in being top of mind for people so that they can refer you out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it could seem so simple, but that's the core of what we do every single day, every single week. Um, Like once we get through the vacation blues (laughs) and get back into it. But honestly, like the moment you get consistent with that, and staying in touch with your client base, your past client base, you're going to start seeing those referrals come in. And those little ways of naturally asking for the business um, just help even more. So like, I will talk a little bit more about other ideas, but I, I like, that is what I do for myself, for my business. And it's, it's incredible that not only it's funny too, because like, you know, you become the family realtor and I know you have as well, 
with many of our clients who have siblings, who have parents, because I feel like we're now at an age and it took a while because um, originally when I was working with, let's say, clients that were doing more rentals, they were less likely to refer me to their parents. But now you get to the point where, you know, they trust enough to like refer you to their parents or that you feel like you're at an experience level where their parents will also trust you. Um, and when you get to that level, it feels so nice to know that like you're the family realtor and, you know, it's, it's really cool. I, so like, I think fa family is the easiest path of referral. Yeah. I think when you find someone who's got siblings or parents or whatever, I feel like that's where most of my referrals have come from is through family related referrals. Um, the other, which I'm starting to see more of, and maybe this is me just making an excuse for myself to be social, but when you go out with people yeah, and there are other people there, mm -hmm. it's amazing how it'll just come up. Like naturally you're out for beers, you're out playing golf, you're doing whatever. It's going to, you know, you're going to talk how's work, even with your own friends. Right. Yeah. And if you're with somebody else who's there, the conversation just naturally shifts. We were out to dinner, not you, but I was I was out to dinner with a friend and another individual who is active in real estate. And my friend did all the talking. Like I didn't have to do anything. He's just like, yeah. why don't you use him? He's right. great. Why don't you like give him? And you never know. Maybe it, maybe it becomes something, maybe it doesn't. But at a minimum, it's added somebody to my database, yeah. right? It was in person. Um, so leveraging those completely social interactions into this, yeah. it tends to flow naturally, but mm -hmm. you can sort of stick handle your way into those situations where at least it's coming up and you can start to have a comfortable conversation that's brokered by a third party who trusts you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, another way to get the referrals is, um, and this is not something we, we do very often, but I know a lot of some agents, very successful agents do, um, and could be a consideration is like an annual customer or client appreciation type event and giving each person maybe an opportunity to invite a guest or somebody to come along. Because, you know, if you're being invited, to, like, I'm just thinking for myself, if I'm being invited to something that sounds really fun, but it's only me and I don't know anybody else that's going to, to know that I could bring somebody that, you know, can make it a little bit easier from a social standpoint, um, not only helps that person, especially if you're introverted like myself, but it also helps you as the agent, because now you are expanding your database to new people um, that you could potentially have conversations with, have a new contact in your database, things like that. So that can be something to consider on perhaps an annual basis uh, for, for, or more often, but I would say start once a year and maybe build up from there. Yeah. Well, that, it, that I think goes next level from having to, and, and asking for the referral is still at the forefront. Like none of this is suggesting you shouldn't be asking for referrals anymore. But from the perspective of creating environments where the referrals are already yeah. there, mm -hmm. how much easier is that than going at people? It almost feels like another cold call, right? Yeah. Like obviously, and, and more ideas, things like when you do those, you know, quarterly, semi-annual, annual, whatever visits and talks and catch up and whatever, you'll work it in there. There will be an ask of some sort, 
But when you're doing an invite and bringing the referral into the same environment, how much easier is that, right? If you're running a seminar and you reach out to your network saying, do you know anybody who could benefit from this? Bring them out, come out, send them, invite them, whatever. Yeah. You know, obviously face-to-face is your ideal. People are going to get to know you better than ever by actually being in the same place as you. But Mm -hmm. that's another opportunity. Um, Another one, and you sort of touched on it when you talked about the, uh, the landscaping company, but forming partnerships in general. Yeah. Partnerships with, I mean, mortgage brokers tend to be the, I guess, most common, you know, lawyers, inspectors, stagers, whoever it is, your photographer, if you've got trusted partners, you do a lot of work with. Um, I think it's unlikely you're going to have an exclusive reciprocal agreement with anybody in all these industries, like too many people work with too many people. Mm -hmm. But building out that network in such a way that we know the suppliers we have that we trust and return to constantly. Mm -hmm. And by giving them constant business, we don't, we don't expect anything in return referral wise, other than them to do a good job. But all of these third parties, they operate in our real estate ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever job they do, therefore they're meeting lots of people who are at different points in their real estate journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. Finish your thought. So it's just, it flows naturally that you want to be when somebody comes to them saying, who would you use to sell? Like, Hey, you're going to stage my house. Obviously I love the work you do. Maybe it's their family members or their friends Mm -hmm. who know they're using them to take pictures or to stage, but they don't yet have an agent. How do they go about selecting the preferred agents that they want to recommend? And you want to be in that wheelhouse with them informally or formally. I I don't have anything formal with any supplier right now. Like there's no contract that says you will send me business. I will send you business. It's just part of the relationship. Um, But you want to be that person because they are dealing with others. And conceivably, before I throw it back to you, this is all predicated on we do a good job, mm-hmm. right? Referrals come from you putting out good product that people appreciate and want to recommend, whether it's yeah. your clients or suppliers or whoever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just assuming that everybody listening to this and putting this forward already does their job really well because that's the only prerequisite that entitles you to referrals. When you do good work, people should want to refer you. You just need to be in front of them and create these different mechanisms to allow them to refer you. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, I I was just going to add that you probably want to try to find suppliers or people like partnerships that are more either local or smaller businesses that might not necessarily have such a wide network. Like I'm thinking like a, a painter um, that might serve a particular area that you, you farm or um, a handy, a handy person. Um, because I think like photographers, lawyers, and, and mortgage brokers, especially, you know, they have their like a wide array of of people, like realtors that they work with. So again, as you said, like the expectation that they're going to give you business is very low. But if you can p- try to partner with some like a plumber, electrician, like people that are very specific to um, work in a home or or giving value um, to homeowners 
way before they even consider maybe selling their house or, or making it an, a next purchase. Cause like a stage or photographer, like they've been hired post you lit, like post the, the listing starting process kind of thing. So yeah, I'm just thinking that those, those people try to be strategic about that. Even like your dentist, like if, especially if you're a low, like if you're farming a geographic area, like your own immediate area, like dentists and um, local restaurants and things like that, where you can ask them, can I put my business cards on, on your, your desk or whatever it is like um, those are great opportunities as well. Mm. Yeah. And tying into the being more specific, right. And not just casting a wide net, like a lot of these strategies mirror the way we should market ourselves in general, right? Um, but I guess this ties to some of the stuff we talked about, but you want to be like, a, if this is your wheelhouse, be a trusted kind of the top resource for X in mm -hmm. a certain area. So like if you're the top investment person and you provide information, if this is your strategy, if you're someone who goes out there giving specific information about something, when you become that resource that people are looking to for information, that completely dovetails into being a referral, either for more people, like you said, to get a certain report or things like that, or just to know, hey, I'm ready to do this. And this is the person that I see doing it. Or someone says, hey, I'm thinking of investing in real estate. You know, what do I do? Well, man, I follow this person who does this report every or whatever it is, right? When you become that person, who is kind of the home stars equivalent of number one in a certain area, it creates the ability for you to be referred from people you didn't even know were watching you. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes in well into or segues into social media and it's, it's hard sometimes when your clients or your past clients follow you or your current clients, especially like, I feel like you're more, aware of the type of information you're sharing. And it almost makes you accountable to making sure that you're giving people the sort of information that they need in that moment, whether it's with regards to the market or tips on, on the home buying process or whatever it is. But, um, I have found that, that, you know, although when I see my clients have started following me, I don't know what it is. Like, it's not like I'm posting anything like, provocative or anything like that, but you start wondering, like you start kind of making sure that what you're putting out there makes sense. Like if I were to do a rant on something another realtor did, or just a rant in general, like I, I don't do that partly because I don't really like that doing that anymore, but also because I know I've got an audience watching me that are past clients and current clients. And I don't want to come across as this person that's that, that is that way. You know what I mean? Like you, you want to show them the professional person that you actually, that you are um, with, a, with obviously a bit of, of, um, personal stuff too. What's that? You're on mute. I don't even know why I muted myself. What? I was just saying with a little bit of flavor. Oh, flavor. I thought you said the F word. I was like, Whoa, wow. What's going on there? It was an F word. It just was yeah. not a very inappropriate one. Yeah. But like, if you get to the point and I've had this happen where your own past clients are sharing valuable real estate information that you've shared on your own site, like the real or whatever it is, that's like 
that's a big compliment. And that goes a long way for, and then they show their audience who they really trust. Um, and, and, you know, so that, that's also something to consider in terms of your social media strategy. Well, and in the way that we said that, you know, people like to refer and people like to share because it kind of makes it seem like they're in the know and they've got things and people like to be helpful. People also, some, most, like to be asked if they would refer, hmm. right? Like it shows you trust them as a client who was a really good experience as well. Like as weird as that sounds, it's a good feeling. Some people maybe are like, you know, I'll refer you if I want to refer you, but worded the right way and put in such a complimentary tone of like, hey, we had a great experience together. I'd love to be able to, you know, provide this to anybody else kind of a message. That feels good to people knowing that like, I know the way we feel as agents. It's just inherent. You never know if you're doing a perfect job. You never know what people are really thinking, stuff like that. Clients of ours feel the same way. Am I being too difficult? Was this like, I've had clients apologize during the process saying like, I'm sorry, I'm so tough. I'm sorry that, you know, I'm not whatever. When you ask them for a referral or you ask them like, and you say how great it was, they're like, oh shit, this was a, you know, he Hmm. did like me, (laughs) you know, as weird as that is, it's helpful to them as well. Yeah. And then going back to Yeah. And just going back to your point about making sure you're doing a good job, obviously with every client you work with, you want to make sure you're doing an amazing job for them. But especially when it comes to a referral, because I've referred people like uh, businesses or whatever it is, or, or suppliers to clients and it didn't work out. And then you feel like shit, right? Like as, as the referrer. So you don't want your own clients or past clients or friends or family to feel like shit because you've messed up for one of their people that they referred to you. Cause the moment you do that, the likelihood of you getting any more referrals from that person is zero in my mind. Yeah. Like it's like your, um, not well, what's the word I'm looking for. It's like your temporary. It's like your first test. Yeah. You get a referral. And if you nail that one, yeah. you're going to get more and mm-hmm. you've kind of proven that they were right in referring you. Whereas right. the other way, that's a hard stop on future referrals from that chain. Not to mention with each new client you get, like this is a tree of referrals. So like when I said at the beginning, you know, all my clients can be attributed back to three or four people. Doesn't mean those three or four people are constantly referring. It just means the people who have come from them have branched out to continue growing, exactly. which I think was inherent. I think people figured that out, but just so we're clear, like this isn't constantly this going This guy back only does the... four deals, has only done four deals. Like what the hell? Well, but I mean like those four aren't the only people who refer my no, stuff. No, 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 like... I know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know. It's just like, yeah, the the opportunity for more business comes when the people that referred that you got referred to refer you to other people and so on and so forth. Yeah. Basically multi-level marketing. We're just a big Ponzi scheme. <laughs> um, the, the other thing with referrals too, from like an operational perspective, depending on how this all goes down and what you're referring people to do, make it easy. Do it in such a way that people don't have to think in doing it. So if it is something that's in, you know, if it's via something online or social media or emails, it should be simple and not 
create, you know, any thought on the part of the person who's going to refer you where they now have to be like, oh man, what do I say? What do I write? How do I do this? Should I email? Should I call? What contact information do I give? Because not all the time is it as simple as someone having you top of mind and saying, just call this guy. And even if it is, how do you want people to refer you? You know, is there is there an easy, like, is it something as formal as a form? Like, hey, click here and put a name of someone and I'll reach out to them. Is it give them this email address? Is it send them this and they'll get my newsletter? Whatever it is. Yeah, I find the best way is through a Calendly link because you have your full schedule there. People can just, as opposed to going back and forth, hey, let's set up a call, let's set up a meeting, whatever it is. And the amount of emails that go back and forth to just confirm a date is at least three or four. So if you just have a Calendly link, people know your exact schedule. They can book based on their own schedule. It's immediate. They get sent whatever, like Zoom link or whatever it is. You've got the calendar invite in your calendar. It's, it's You're good to go. And you can do you can use Calendly for free if you want for, for a bit. Like you can only have one event type with the free option, but start there. And my recommendation would be, you know, book, a, a quick 30 minute consultation with me, put it on your, your social accounts, refer to it often in your, your videos, in your stories, so that people that are following you, especially your past clients and people that often refer you, um, have it there, have it in your email, um, footer so that even the people that are referring you to others, they know that that's the best way and the easiest way for you to, for them to book with you. And then they just go there and book it. So that's what I would recommend in terms of making it easy for people. Thank you for that recommendation. You're welcome. All right. I mean, we, we do have a whole other episode on referrals coming up, so I don't know if. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, yeah, I think the ideas as, as always, the ideas, the possibilities are endless, but you've just got to be good to people, keep in touch with the people that you've done business with the pa in the past and be consistent. And, and that's, that's all it is. That's the recipe for getting yourself a really strong referral business. Very good. A dash of authenticity, two tablespoons of BU, all that stuff. And so bef before we go, um, I know you're taking care of one of our daughter's piggies today. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. And I am too. Oh, sorry. Just like hit the microphone. Hold on. I need to take a So break. it's only fitting that our pigs become documented as part of our recording of the podcast today. So right. there they are. Oh, wait. Hello. There. Yeah. Sorry. I think we've got it. So fun actually doing this. It was so funny. Um, the first time um, having these with us, um, my our daughter came home and she just wanted to watch the stories of the piggies all day and what they ended up getting up to. Yeah. They went in the car, they had a meeting, they had lunch with us. They, you know, they did all the things. And now it's kind of become the norm, the summer norm with the piggies. Um, but the second time they she asked me to do it, I ended up like failing miserably. And I took one picture and then she took them back for a day. <laughs> Piggies aren't having a fun time. I think she's hooked. I think she's hooked. 
there. They look good. Anyway. All right. So that was a little sidebar there, but nonetheless, I geez, there's an idea for all of you that want something to do. Ask your kid if they've got a and put it on your stories. Cause honestly, it's been like, when I did this the first time people were obsessed. They were like, this is amazing. I would follow this every day. Like, so if you want an idea for social media, just take a stuffed animal with you all day and, and see and how your engagement us. goes up. We'll yeah. share all your, all your stuffed animal hijinks. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and where do they tag us? At level up for realtors on Instagram. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is on just Instagram. That's true. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to like, subscribe. And if you really feel like it, give us a review on Apple. We'd appreciate it. Is that and the only us, place people can review? I guess so. Yes. I don't even know. We've talked right. about this before, I feel like. I know. I just don't look at this stuff. All right. From the piggies and from us. From the piggies. Bye. Here's look. You're, I need to get this one some clothes. This is inappropriate. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's bye bye. Just, uh, okay. Bye. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up.